Oh, no, no, no. That no, was no. a big day. I'm really excited about today. I'm uh, waiting for the open. All right. Uh, he's already eating, so let's let's hit it. Hit. Let's let the peep eating begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is. <laughs> that is going to haunt my dreams right there. That's... How many peeps can Jeffy eat? Yep. So you're, you've got to count this as you go. So maybe you put a little well, mark for everyone that goes down your gullet, your fat, fat face. No, well, I can tell you right now. He's already up to one, is it? Now two. Three? Three? That's a third already? Mm. Now, Holy again, the, the issue here... Let's set this up for a second. The issue here is we decided... Because we were watching a peep eating contest. Now, somebody jammed down 256 (laughs) or something in five minutes. Now, uh, uh, Jeffy has always admitted he's not a speed eater. He's the Kenyan. He's He's a marathon eater. (laughs) He's for distance and for overall uh, length of time that it haunts you in in fatness. Because when you eat over a longer period of time, you're going to gain more weight. Right? Because you're pushing right. through well, serious... Look at Kobayashi, the guy who's always won the Nathan's uh, hot dog contest. S- he's like 55 skinny. pounds. Skinny guy. So, uh, that doesn't do anything for you. It's one meal, right? I mean, even if you eat 10,000 calories in one meal and two or three days of normal eating, you're back to normal. Jeffy, however, is always eating mm-hmm. everything all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's, well, at least when he's working at it. You know, sometimes he's like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy for a while, and that's just annoying. We like, we like to see Jeffy kind of pound down food. And so we, we talked about the peep contest, and we had, a, a, I think, a philosophical discussion mm-hmm. about how many, he might how be many able to Jeffy eat might be able to eat. Over a two-hour peri- two period of time, because we know he's not speed. Again, he's marathon. So mm-hmm. for the show, we're going to see how many peeps Jeffy can eat in a two-hour period. And the issue here was... Not Jeffy trying to set a record, but Jeffy eating without restrictions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's not trying. Like I should stop. That's not a reason to stop. It's Jeffy eating as he would want to exist in nature. If he walked up to a field of peeps mm-hmm. and he just started, uh, you know what? I want to eat that one. When would he stop in two hours? Would there be a time where he stopped, or would he just keep eating for two hours? What number would he get to? What number are you at now? How far are we? Five? Your mic's off. Yeah, five. So is, this, five. is this six coming up, or is this five? Yeah. Okay, no, five. Six coming up. Okay. This, this equals five. All right, great. No, what do you mean? This are five, so there's five in each container. Yeah. Because I will say right off the bat, oh. we have controversy. Because somehow, I mean, and I mean this, this seriously, somehow the producers of this show believe the right amount of peeps to buy was only 90. That's, that's insanity. Go out and get more peeps right now. <laughs> Right. Now. I mean, I wanted to see like more peeps now. Carton after carton after carton stacked Glenn's, to the ceiling. Glenn's prediction was two hundred. Two hundred. <laughs> I said no way. No, I don't think I, you can I, do that. Now, the I point actually, was, Glenn was thinking that I was trying to set eat a as much as I could. Yeah. Right. Well, it is kind of as much as you can. It's just you know, eventually you'll stop. When when do you get to the point where it's Sickening for you. Right, like, I don't right. know when I have to shoot some insulin in me, you know, maybe. Because uh-huh. my thought is, like, at some point you'll feel like, oh, I can't eat another one of these. <laughs> I would think so. But maybe not. But maybe not. Now, I will say that uh, 90 <laughs> is an interest. That's a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot of freaking peeps. <laughs> are you getting Are you getting fatigued no, yet? No, good. I'm looking forward to the pink ones. Okay. <laughs> the pink ones taste the same as the... No, are, they don't. Are they... They're different, Stu. <laughs> Well, they're a different color stew. They must taste differently. 
Thank That's you. not how yeah, it works with a lot of different snack foods. I know, that it's um, true. So I, so I will say I've been reading uh, the predictions, um, <laughs> and they're pretty interesting. If you have a prediction of how many Jeffy will eat, tweet it to me at World of Stew, and we'll go through a bunch of them. I would say a lot of people are, are, are landing between, say, 30 and 70. I would yeah, say you have to main, read the one from that. From yeah, because so mainly, a lot of them between thirty and seventy. We actually tweeted the que- uh, the question um, out, and you can go to at Pat and Stew and at World of Stew. But someone t- uh, we tweeted, "How many peeps will Jeffy eat during the show?" And this person responded, "I don't approve of you using street slang, but I am curious." <laughs> so, so he could be he's thinking you were going to eat peeps people. like people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that's one of my favorite tweets of I'm all time. I'm curious. Um, that's that's really good. We've so, got great listeners. Do you have a uh, uh, a prediction? <sighs> Pat? We, I think we should be on record. You know, here we are. People, I, I don't think he can do more than forty. Forty would be my guess. I'll go with. Uh, because I do, th- I, I do think ninety is going to be enough. I don't think he's going to hit ninety. Um, I, you so know, it's a lot of peeps. It's a lot of peeps. I, look at that. You can, You're getting see, fatigued we already. Got, we just got a hitch. Aren't you? We just are, got a hitch you, right there. Are, are you already tiring? I'll go. It's a two-hour show. It's two-hour show again. He's I know. The Kenyan so Abidi. back off me. You're pacing yourself. I get it. I'll say fifty-eight. <laughs> How many is this? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you need to keep track. What well, do you mean you don't know? Each say, box is five. Right. Each box is five. So we. Jesus. <laughs> Let's keep the. Uh, the I gotta tell you that. We're gonna keep the empty boxes here, okay? So we can kind of stack them up and kind of get quick. So we have two, we right? So far, yeah. Eddie's on his third uh, peep from the third box. Wait, is that a, an empty box? Three of them? So two, 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 two empty. empty boxes. So he's eaten nine. He has one. And no, he's eaten. You can. He's eat, eaten ten. He two empty boxes is ten. Let, 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 I can clarify this for you, Pat. I have additional knowledge okay. that you're not aware All of. All right. He has taken right. one out of the box and he put it in the other box. Oh, and then he just stuffed it in his mouth. So now it's ten. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I should warn you about today, if you're listening to the show or if you're you're here listening on a Blaze Radio, uh, you are going to hear the Jeffy breathing. <laughs> Uh, throughout today's As program. he labors uh, uh, through the peeps. He will be he, laboring he just, and lip-smacking <laughs> and chewing and grunting. Do you know how much exercise there is in chewing a peep? <laughs> That's a, a lot. lot. It's and it's an going to wear him out. And so they're going to be heavy breathing all through the show. It's not an easy thing to just know eat, that. right? I mean, yeah, right. It, you know, you sit back and, and you get it. you're chewing this multiple times. A lot of times, Jeff, will, like, for example, like a hamburger, he'll take in one bite. This is going to be, you have to actually chew... <laughs> Uh, each peep several times. And I would say, is there a point, Jeffy, where your jaw becomes tired because you've been eating so many peeps? I mean, maybe. I guess this is what we're doing. It's we're possible. finding out. Right? We're finding out. That's what we're doing. We're today. learning so, together. I'm very interested. All and, right. Uh, so we will keep track of that during the course of the show. Uh, we just had one of the more fascinating guests I think we've ever had on radio. Uh, Jack Barsky, who yeah, is he's the really interesting former K- KGB agent, and he was uh, he undercover was in the United States for how long? Like twenty years or something, close to that. Um, and and it just he, one of the things he said that surprised me the most was that the ineptitude of the KGB. I, I the KGB has always been presented mm-hmm. as incredibly competent, you know, steely eyed focused knowing what they're doing and trying to and and really with no boundaries yep. right so it always seemed like they were this cold vicious brilliant organization trying to bring us down 
it's not his telling of it at all. Yeah, you know, and the thing to remember about this is the KGB, like anything else, is a government agency, and yeah. government agencies are generally incompetent. Uh, if nothing else, even when they're competent agencies, they're, you know, pushed down by bureaucracy. It was something that Jack said to us off the air, is that even... Um, you know, uh, you know, every organization you've ever seen. I mean, right? It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Although surprisingly, he said the FBI was actually good. They're good at what they did. They were just bogged down with bureaucracy. Right. But that's you know, right? That's what that's the problem every yeah. time. I mean, because you're adding a layer of nonsense in the middle of whatever you're trying to do when you add the government. It's why the, you know, you know, you know, it's why the airlines suck. It's why, uh, you know, the cable company co- sucks. This is the Kevin Williamson argument from today. And what was the other one uh, he brought up? Uh, the healthcare system. Right. All these things that are heavily yeah. re- banking, every- heavily regulated equals crappy. Uh-huh. It's interesting, too, because he was set up as a wealthy businessman uh, here in the United States. And we never, I, I asked him, but I still don't know exactly what kind of espionage he did. He said that uh, corporate espionage was a different division, but he, they asked him to do some anyway. But what his main job was and the reason he was sent here was for political espionage. And he never really explained what that was, what kinds of information he supplied. Uh, did he? I, at least if he did, I didn't uh, catch that. Yeah, well, I mean, the good thing is you have an hour uh, tonight. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be with, uh, with Check Glenn. Check that out on Glenn's 5 show. 5 p.m., an hour-long interview. Uh, and Jack, we were talking, maybe Jack comes back for radio tomorrow, too, um, uh, because he really was a really interesting guy. And an interesting perspective, because it's not just his story. It's uh, how he sees the world. And here's a guy who's mm-hmm. gone through incredible things, really, that no one else has experienced. And... Uh, what, what does this world look like today, especially with Russia being such a large player with a former KGB agent running it? Yeah. Really amazing. is the perspective amazing. Uh, for, is amazing. Uh, one of the other amazing things is how many times uh, Donald Trump has flip-flopped already. I mean, we're not 100 days into his, into his uh, presidency, and already he's flipped on at least 11 things. Um, some of the things that he has changed his position on already is China. They were manipulating their currency. Now they're not. According to him, Russia, uh, we are good friends with him, and it's better to be good friends with him than not. Now, he says, we may be at an all-time low in our relation with Russia. Uh, NATO was obsolete. Now it isn't. <laughs> and you're hearing the breathing uh, continue. It's not going to be disconcerting to the show at all. No. Well, we'll be able to get a whole lot done. I just, uh, yeah, go. So, but these are amazing flip-flops. No cuts to Medicare. Now we have to make cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, during the campaign, the stock market was on the biggest bubble we've ever seen. Now there's no bubble. Nope. Uh, and that kind of goes along with this one, phony employment numbers. The, during Obama, the 4.8 and 4.7 numbers that were presented every month were completely phony. Now those numbers, those same numbers, are absolutely real. The import-export bank was unnecessary to him, and he wanted to get rid of it. Now he says a lot of companies are really helped by it, and we're going to keep it. Uh, the tax overhaul was going to happen right after uh, they couldn't get uh, health care passed. And now he's like, nope, health care will lead to tax reform. So we're going to get that first and tax reforms later. Janet Yellen was worthless and she's out. Now he likes her and respects her very much and she's in. Syrian intervention was going to be left to Russia. Now, of course, it's up to us. And the hiring freeze is the 11th that uh, he has flipped on. He was going to do a hiring freeze on federal employees. That ended yesterday. And it's such a mixed bag. I mean, as you go through that, uh, everyone will say, rightly so, man, the guy's flip-flopping a lot. Um, And I think that's 
completely true and something to criticize. However, a lot of those flip-flops are actually good flip-flops. They are. Um, the NATO one they is are. a good one. But um, we were told... Guy doesn't change. No. He, he, oh, he sticks to it. We were told and, a lot. Once we're once he's onto something, he's on it, and and there's no going back because he's not a politician, really, really. Isn't this what a politician does? Change all changes all his positions when he sees it's advantageous now for him. I mean, that's uh, of course he's a politician. Of course he is. Of course he's a politician. Uh, I mean, and another one. You know, we are we're getting to that point now because every politician uh, since what FDR makes promises about what they're going to do in, the, in, in his first 100 days. I mean, there have been some things he's attempted to do and failed, give you the, the travel ban, for example. Uh, so far, <coughs> Healthcare. no luck with that. Healthcare is another one. Another one uh, he promised in the first 100 days was $1 trillion in stimulus spending. And again, I'm happy he has not succeeded in that. Um, he will still try has he to backed off that? He hasn't backed off that one. Uh, I, I don't think he's saying it's going to be in the first 100 days anymore. Wow, jeez, um, man. Be- well, because he's got, like, what, 16 he hasn't even proposed it yet. I mean, like, at some point, if you're going to pass it in the first 100 days, it needs to be proposed in the first 100 days. Um, and I, he still wants to supposedly get health care done. They, at least they keep signaling that. I don't know if it's true. Uh, you know, the la- latest thing uh, reported yesterday that. was that they were going to uh, cut off payments um, to the states um, so that it would force the hand of Democrats to negotiate with Trump. You want Trump and, and de- Democrats negotiating on health care? How's that going to turn out for you? Uh, not, go- not well. Not going to turn out well? Not well. Not going to turn out well. It's, I mean, look, the last thing, it didn't, it didn't work out well when he was re- negotiating with Republicans either. So, I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I can tell you the common denominator in those two situations, uh, if you really wanted to look into it, you know. But uh, so far, no, not, not a lot of luck. Not a lot of luck here. No, not almost none. Um, how, how are we doing as far as uh, the Jeffy Peeps count? Looks like you've taken a little break. And that's right? okay. That's okay. That's this okay. Is the way it's Jeff up to you. Eats. So we're, we're at three okay. boxes. Uh-oh. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen peeps. Fifteen peeps thus far. I'll try the pink. Okay. Now, try. Jeffy, can I ask you an honest question as you do this? <laughs> do you like peeps? <laughs> I don't think we ever actually asked you that. <laughs> uh, would, it, would it matter? No, it would not oh, no, matter no, what iota. Not one iota. I'm just curious. At, in retrospect, yeah, do you even... Yeah, you're like a fan? No, yeah. Okay. Like so uh, let me give you some guesses. Uh... <laughs> There's no bougie sauce on it, no. so no. why would he? Uh, Jeffy looks mentally mentally done at 15. I, I, I think know. He, I think he can make it to 50, but he will pay a price. It's not worth it. Yeah, people are actually concerned about, uh, you know, sugar shock, diabetic coma. I mean, I don't think that's possible. Well, you don't right? have diabetes, I hope. No, I do not. Okay. Okay. My yeah. kids say he'll eat 42. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weston says 18 because that's the highest number he can count. <laughs> well, that's only three more, so I yeah, think it's there. highly likely he surpasses. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. Christy, Your highest number. Christy writes, 72 peeps will be eaten by Jeffy. David, I am thinking Jeffy can eat 62 peeps. Uh, a, another, if Jeffy is counting, then 18. Uh, so I think uh, an on-screen peep count would have been a nice feature, but we do have the cool graphic. Can we see the graphic one more time? Because this will haunt... If, if, if you have children in the room, don't let them see this graphic. <laughs> <laughs> the actual... I like the breathing The breathing is good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so there you go. It All will, right. uh, I, I'm amazed by... I, I will say, Pat, yeah, you bring it up. Uh, the, the flip-flops are very interesting. I, I think so. Interesting. I, and like you keep say, you you've mentioned several times that some of them are good flip flops. Yeah. But the thing that's outrageous to me is that his supporters don't care either way. I mean, whether they're good or not, they're just going with his new 
with his new position, right? On everything. If they liked, for instance, if they believed NATO was obsolete before, they now believe it isn't. If, uh, if they thought China was manipulating their money before, they now think, oh, no, China's not manipulating money why, why, with their currency. Why would you, why would you say that? Yeah, it's, just, it's, fascinating. And, it's a fascinating study. And the, the, the meeting is, is a good part of that. We talked about it a little bit, I think only off the air on radio. But he meets with President Xi. President Xi's nice to him, likes his chocolate cake. Now he no longer thinks they're a, a, a currency manipulator. Now he's not saying anything about uh, China. NATO, they're obsolete. The, the NATO people re- treated him with respect, went out of their way in the media to treat him with respect. And you know what? Now he loves the NATO. If I were Vladimir Putin, mm-hmm. I would see this and I would tweet something nice about Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump will be fine with Russia. Yep. It'll be fine. It's true. It'll be, you know, if you were to say uh, people are critical of Donald Trump, he's trying to do the best thing for his country, and Russia and the United States working together is the best for the world. And that tweet, yep. and, and we would do anything that Vladimir Putin right. wanted. That's right. Maybe like, we'd be like massaging hey, can, Assad's back yeah. in an hour. Can we help you keep Assad in power? <laughs> right. How, how we're we there. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? Let's work together on that. All right, more is uh, coming up. Where, where are we on the uh, peep count so far? Are you through 20? Jeffy, you got, oh, is that 20? Or did you put some of those into? I, I have two over here. Okay, he's at eight. 18. He's at 18. Oh, my God, he's at 18. 18. That's a perfect place to break. <laughs> at right, 18. We're 18 minutes into the show, he's at 18. So if, if you're pacing-wise, that's, they, that's he's not on pace happen. for 100. That's not going to happen. You're on pace for that, but that's not going to happen. Because the deal was, I eat like I would... Yeah. Left to my own devices. Right. Right? So this first, you know, the first 30 or 40 will be pretty <laughs> Right. Good. And then you probably take a little break. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then maybe you pick a couple. Then you're, like, because this is what I do when I'm at, like, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You have the big Thanksgiving meal. And you're like, oh, God, I can't move. And then later but on. But then you unsnap your pants. Yeah, you relax and, you know, a little you bit. Watch, you watch a, 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 good, right. a good old Lions uh, mm-hmm. Cardinals game uh, for a few minutes. And then you walk back in and you're like, you know what? Gosh, you know, that, I could use one more roll. I could use another cookie. I could use an extra piece of pie. You oh, those were it. good. Yeah, well, that was good. That was good. That was good. And then, and you, then you're back to football for a little while, and then you come back. May I bring up an interesting situation here? Yes. Oh, boy. I'm looking at the uh, nutritional information of Peeps. <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened in here. <laughs> they're, uh, right they're not that bad. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. Uh, serving size is five. Okay? So you're supposed to eat so five. You're supposed to eat five. <laughs> that's the serving size. Just because it's the serving size, I don't think that's... <laughs> you must no, eat you're, five. No, you're supposed least. to. I think right. it's state law. <laughs> yeah. You have to eat five right. if that's the serving size. So that would provide you with 140 calories. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not, a light I snack. would have thought more than that. Yeah. And get this. There is no saturated fat in a peep. Who would have guessed that? Who would have guessed that? Uh, it does have a little sodium, 15 milligrams. And it, it, they much. do have some carbs, 36 grams per. And a little bit of sugar, 34 grams. So uh, these are not as bad as I thought. And we should point out uh, for uh, anyone who watches this broadcast later, for any reason, that we are not forcing Jeffy to eat any extra oh peeps God. that he believes he Stop. wants. Stop. We just have supplied him with that, for, free of charge, by the way, uh, supplied him with as many peeps as he might desire to Exactly. Eat. And we better run out and get some more, because 90 may not be enough. But You're, I would, you're I, ahead of the pace. I, I do also want to point out they're gluten-free. Oh, good. That's excellent. Yeah, if you oh, got good, that good, good. celiac thing, this is the peeps are fine excellent. for you. Right, you good. can eat peeps all day. 
Uh, all right. All uh, day. Well, so this is going to be an interesting experiment. I think we should kind of keep track of the pace as well. Jeffy, how many so far? Uh, you're looking at 20. You've 20. eaten 20 for, for whole now, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the yellow better, I think. Do they honestly taste different? Yeah. They do? Yeah. No, is the no yellow no lemony? No, no, no. Yes, they do. Yeah, the yellow no. tastes a lot better. No. Yes, they do. There's no difference in yes, the taste. Oh, my God. Yes, there is. I don't think so, Jeffy. I, I really I don't think they're... So he's at 20 in 21 minutes. He's fallen behind the 120 pace. <laughs> it's not good, but he could catch up. Because in a one peep per minute is an interesting place to start as a prediction. And yeah. I think... Uh, but, the, I mean, he's this is his peak. He's doing one per minute. Yeah. So can he keep this up? I guess no. a marathoner would keep it up, though, right? I mean, that's what you do. You have a, you have a. This might not be the fastest peep eating you've ever seen, but you keep it up. You're consistent over two hours. You get to 120. So let's see if you can keep that up. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, phone number. Uh, really exciting. Uh, I, I mean, I, this is great. Um, we're all big baseball fans here. Uh, we love sports. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, obviously one of the Indeed. most uh, well-told and, and uh, important baseball stories of all time is the Jackie Robinson story. And, you know, you probably know a lot about it. Um, but uh, Ed Henry has written a book. And he's telling, I think, a side of this that is really not well-known at all. And kind of part of the journey of Jackie Robinson to kind of become the legend he has and what was behind that, Ed Henry is with us, and uh, his new book is called 42 Faith, The Rest of the Jackie Robinson Story. Hi, Ed. Hey, good day. Good Good to see you guys. Good to see you. This is amazing. I mean, I don't think I had any idea that Mm -hmm. faith was a really big part of this picture. How did you learn about this and and bring us through some of the story? Yeah, I didn't know either uh, 10 years ago, so it's been a long time making i have a day job so i don't feel bad about being a slouch or something hey you see there's a i tried to frame it so i got a picture of jackie behind me yeah nice. um t- 10 years ago i was at a dinner party in washington and i was trying to duck out early and i said to the woman next to me that i was going to leave because i wanted to go watch the world series that was going on that october and she said are you a baseball fan and i said yeah and she said my late father-in-law had a major role in baseball history but the story has never been told So I sat back down and did not leave the dinner early. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said that her late father-in-law was a minister in Brooklyn in 1945 when Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Dodgers, who signed Jackie to his first contract, secretly came to the minister and said, I'm having second thoughts. I don't know if I can go through with this. Uh, And the long story short, you'll see all, all the details in the book. Yeah, I had the same reaction. Had, had, the movie. I've never heard, and you probably, uh, apparently, based on your reaction, hadn't heard that either, right? Right. And if you watch the movie 42, which is excellent, I'm not criti- critical of it, and yeah. read any any of the books about uh, Jackie Robinson and Branch Rickey, most of them say that Branch Rickey was a man of faith. So that angle has been out there, and he wore it on his sleeve. One of his nicknames was the Mahatma because he was preaching all the time. Another nickname was El, El Chipo because he was slashing the Dodgers contracts all the time. But the point is that the, the narrative has long been, oh, Ricky was so religious. He was so self-righteous that he knew it was the right thing to do to integrate baseball. And he was determined to do it no matter what. He never wavered or anything. And this 
said to me, wait a second, it's a little more complicated. He did waver. He did think about this closely. And by the way, I'm not saying that Brand Tricky is less of a hero because he had second thoughts. I'm saying that I think mm. it shows he's more human, like all of us, and you lean on your faith um, at critical times. And so the point is, I chased down the details of it. It took some time uh, and found out that the minister had confided this story uh, to his wife before he died in the 60s. Uh, and she wrote up a five-page essay about it and put it in the church bulletin in this Brooklyn church, Plymouth church. Uh, and the bottom line is, at the end of this meeting with the minister, Branch Rickey said, I've decided to sign Jackie Robinson the first contract. He's crying during this, by the way, and says, it's the toughest decision of my life. I needed to be in your presence. I needed to be in God's presence to wow. know it was the right thing to do. Yeah, so wow. I thought it was powerful, mm -hmm. number one. And I thought, you know, if I can track down the details here, there has to be a broader story about how faith informed not just the decision by Ricky. But maybe more importantly, did faith play a big role in sustaining Jackie when people were calling him the N-word, when they were attacking him verbally, when they were threatening his life? And I found out a lot of information that suggests his faith was critical. So that's why we call it 42 Faith. That's, that's mm. really incredible. It's amazing that that has not been out there and you've been able to dig this up. I mean, and the role of faith in a moment like that is really why y you have faith, right? I mean, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's focusing on principle when you're challenged and you're, and you're pushed to a point where it feels like another decision is the right thing to do. It's stuff, it's, it's, that's when faith is really needed and can push you through those moments. Exactly. And look, uh, the other examples I have are on the Jackie side of this. You know, he was basically born to a broken home, raised by a single mom. Uh, and uh, she was a Methodist, by the way, just like Brent Tricky's mother. So there's an interesting connection there. And his mom, you know, is working odd jobs to keep the family afloat in Pasadena, California. And so Jackie joins a gang. He has a criminal record when he's growing up. Mm. Uh, he's going the wrong way. And it was a Christian minister named the Reverend Carl Downs. Uh, at the Scott United Methodist Church out there in Pasadena, one of the many stops I made in my research, who said, Jackie, you're going the wrong way. You're going to ruin all this athletic talent if you stay in this gang. And so Jackie got out of the gang, uh, of course, and went on to UCLA, was the first four-letter man, meaning he played four varsity sports, including baseball. Um, and I found it instructive that uh, he'd star on the gridiron for UCLA on Saturday, get all beaten up on the football field. And Sunday morning, he'd get up and teach Sunday school at Reverend Carl Downs Church because he felt like he owed it to Reverend Downs. That's interesting. And then in his mm -hmm. rookie year with the Dodgers in 1947, which we're celebrating the 70th anniversary of right now, um, Jackie's wife is still alive, Rachel, about 95 years old. She remembers that Jackie would come home from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn every night uh, and go to this tiny apartment they had in Manhattan. And before he went to bed, he'd get down on his hands and knees and pray, uh, pray to God. And so here he is, a guy now who's broken the color barrier. He's playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers, pretty famous and all of that. But he was still humble enough to say, I got here in part through faith, and I want to make sure that I, I honor that faith. Um, and there's all kinds of examples where Ricky did that through his entire life as well. But I think mm -hmm. with Jackie, you know, when people are shouting the N-word, when people are threatening your life, I mean, what what did he reach into? What was a secret or, or maybe not so secret ingredient? And I think faith is what bound these two men together. You got a white man, black man, different generations. All they really had in common was a love of baseball and a deep faith in God. Wow. That's a, that's a really cool story. Uh, also, uh, what was apart from breaking the color barrier? Um, he was also kind of involved in the civil rights movement, right? I mean, more Big than time. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that I get into this in the book after he retired in the late 50s, Jackie. Uh, much of the 60s, he spent giving sermons in churches all around the country. And that's why I look at the civil rights movement in this book, 
through the prism of faith because Jackie did. It's not me, you know, forcing this on the reader. What I found as I went through this journey in writing the book is that in Jackie's personal papers at the Library of Congress, which his family donated to the library around 2000, 2001, um, there's a lot of fascinating material, including all these sermons Jackie delivered. One of them I quote in the book is from 1967, so 50 years ago. It's the summer of 67. There's all these race riots in Newark and Detroit, uh, all around the country. Uh, and remember, they called it the long, hot summer because it was a, a, you know, a summer of real strife and racial tension in America. And Jackie gets up at this one sermon uh, in New Rochelle, New York, and says, look, I get that this is complicated. I get it's hard. But you know what? In some ways, it's not that hard because there's a roadmap for us to come together, he says in 1967. It's the Bible. And he, he reads wow. verse and says, look. If you follow the golden rule, if you honor one another, respect one another, regardless of whether you're white or black, um, what else do you need to know? And, you know, in some ways it is that simple. Mm -hmm. And I get that it's complicated. And here we are. It's pretty sad to me that 50 years later, there's still racial tension. There's still these, you know, we're politically divided. The nation is, uh, you know, we're never going to be perfect. I get that. But, you know, 50 years after Jackie said those words. Um, you still see all of, all of this tension in the country. And Jackie, uh, way back in 1967 and before that in 1947, 70 years ago, you know, was saying, let's come together here. And, and think about this. He, he breaks the color barrier in 1947. Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, is 1963. No knock on Dr. Mm. King. But Dr. King himself said at one point that Jackie Robinson was a sit-inner before there were sit-ins, meaning before people even sat down at lunch counters mm. and said, you're going to have to serve me. Good point. Jackie Robinson was just doing it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's doing that, it in the in the face of his life being threatened, uh, racial epithets thrown around at, in his face yep. virtually every day, all day. Uh, his own teammates, in some cases, not liking the fact that he was there. I mean, that that was a tough road. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, what I also get into in the book is if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love it, too. It's not just about faith. There's certainly a lot of stories about the old Brooklyn Dodgers, the battle with the New York uh, Giants in 1951 that shot heard around the world. But one thing I'd like to highlight on that point is, you know, yes, Jackie gets the credit. He's the hero. Branch Rickey gave him a big assist. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were white, white teammates. You know, you see it in the movie 42 from the Deep South. Um, who wrote that petition saying, if you promote Jackie to the big leagues from the minor leagues, we're going to walk from the team. Yeah. And we can't you know, sanitize that from history. There were yeah. white players who didn't want to play with him. On the other hand, there was someone like Ralph Branca who just passed away a couple months ago. Big, tall, white pitcher. I mentioned his height because on opening day, April 15th, 1947, Jackie's first game uh, in the big leagues. It's Saturday, by the way, as that 70th anniversary I mentioned. There were, um, there were threats, as you say, uh, that there was going to be a sniper somewhere outside Ebbets Field, and he was going to try to shoot Jackie if he went out on the field. So the Dodgers Jeez. briefed on that. They announced uh, all the players because it's opening day, so they all come out of the field. First baseline, third baseline, here's Jackie Robinson, here's Ralph Branca. Mm -hmm. Ralph Branca made a point of standing, even though he's white, right next to Jackie during the opening day introductions. And after the game, Jackie, of course, would, thankfully was not shot. Um, and after the game, one, Branca comes from a big family. One of his many brothers says, Ralphie, what in the world were you thinking? You know, they were trying to shoot this guy and you stood right next to him. And Branca basically said, there are worse ways to go than to get shot standing next to a teammate, standing with mm. one of your brothers. That's and so you know, I, I think we can't whitewash the fact that uh, literally that there was, you know, there were white teammates who were not along for the ride. But then there were mm -hmm. other white teammates 
who they, they were not gaining anything in 1947 from standing up for a black teammate. There are a lot of people wondering why they were doing that. Instead, they just simply thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, you, you brought up uh, this sort of journey when it comes to the civil rights movement and, and obviously Martin Luther King. And, and it's so we all refer to Martin Luther King, obviously a revered figure, but we tend to leave off the reverend Martin Luther King. And, you know, yeah. you, you look at through that perspective of the sort of racial strife we're seeing today. Is that missing ingredient faith? Have we left that behind from the struggle? In some ways we have. I mean, look, um, Juan Williams, my colleague at Fox, uh, has written a lot of great books about the civil rights. And he wrote the uh, introduction to this book, 42 Faith, because uh, one of his books was about specifically faith and the civil rights movement. And he wrote in that book and he writes here in, at the beginning of my book that, you know, faith is something that really helped people during the civil rights movement when they had almost no hope that there was going to be uh, light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. There were a lot of black churches in America where, um, you know, citizens would get together and pray together and say, look, again, here the Bible is showing the way. We have to uh, believe and hope that there will be a better day. And, um, you know, there there was and is. And I think you're right. In our current culture, I'd say two things. One, you know, there's not as much uh, talk about faith now. Um, but also I would say that, you know, we have this culture of everybody gets a trophy, right? And mm-hmm. you look at the example of Jackie Robinson and get past faith for a moment. Um, Jackie, as I said, came from a single uh, mother, uh, you know, was raised in a broken home, was in a gang. He had all these odds stacked against him. How did he rise above it? Well, he listened to that minister I mentioned. He listened to his mom who had deep faith, but he also worked his butt off. You know, this is a guy mm-hmm. who didn't get handed trophies. He was the rookie of the year in 1947, sure. his rookie year, when people, as you say, were shouting the N-word, threatening to kill him. He was the rookie of the year that year. So he wasn't handed the rookie of the year trophy. He earned it. And I think that's another part of our culture that we um, that people don't want to admit. But actual hard, hard work and yeah, yeah. courage and all of that is what, what got Jackie ahead, and, not, not cut it. Yeah. And, and the White House is calling right now. And you <laughs> yeah, are talking to us. And this, is a, this is a terrible decision on your part. Uh, you'd be breaking right news right now. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. The name of the book is 42 Faith, The Rest of the Jackie Robinson Story. Honestly, I could talk about that all day. Yeah, fascinating uh, stuff. Really interesting stuff. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thank you. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. More patent stew is, you know, inevitable. Mm, sorry. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't here. do anything they about can't it. Not watch it. It's a no watch. Show on it's all right you now. can do. Just this one. How many peeps? Quickly. How many? Holy crap! Are we at thirty? Thirty already? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the breathing is a is a very nice uh, addition nice to the update. Uh, peep update from Jeffy. Uh, <clears throat> uh, right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Are you at thirty five right now? Thirty five peeps. You don't need to add and counting breathing to Jeffy's soundtrack. He's. Do- I mean, <laughs> a he actually is alive. I know it's surprising looking at him, but B. He's breathing into his mic plenty, okay? Uh. You know, <laughs> nah, never mind. Plus, okay. you've got peep dust all over your shirt. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's First of all, <laughs> if you're going to try this at home, which I recommend. Do you? Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the family should try to at least eat 50 peeps mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that dust gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so unless you want peep dust all over your kitchen or your dining room or your family room, uh-huh. yeah, you put down some plastic. Okay. <laughs> Especially the way you eat. <laughs> you, you know. put down some plastic. You never, put, you never well, put plastic down for the kids and you to eat candy? What does it say on the yeah. uh, actual containers? It says something like 28 calories per peep. Is that what it says over there, Jeffy? Okay. I mean, I know it's a hard well, number to read. Look thing. at it. It's right there. I'm curious. Well, so 140 crap. per box. Divide that by... So he's done one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven boxes. Seven times... What was it? 140, you said? Yeah, yeah 140 for so five. He's already consumed 980 calories of peeps. Okay, well, that's... But he's got plenty more to go. I mean, this is nothing for Jeffy. Are you are you running out of steam, or are you still well, feeling strong? The, the yellow ones are so much better than the pinks. They taste the same, Jeffy. They're and the, the same. No, they don't. It's the same flavor. No, they, they don't. Do. No, they it's, do not. It's the same taste. They the same. do. You know they do. No, I don't. Okay. So 30... I'm just amazed you're still going at them. That's what I'm amazed at. Because the yellow is good. The pink is not as good as the yellow. <laughs> well, we're, we, are, we have more being shipped. He might actually go through all 90. It's possible. I mean, the... It is possible. The empty containers looks more yeah. sizable than the full. So, like, but you, are, let me ask you. Let's put it in if Thanksgiving. You're at home, you know. If you're at home, and let's put it in Thanksgiving terms for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Are you done with your Thanksgiving sitting yeah, down? Close. meal? Probably this next five. You know, this next five is the, probably the meal. Now, because you know, you, so you've already you've gone up and you got seconds already, right? And now you're sitting mm-hmm. down at the table and, and you finish. You're finishing the seconds now. Would you say or because everyone yeah. eats the way Jeffy eats all the time on Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's the easiest way to. To make people understand it. So you, because you sit down, you have all the, you know. I mean, the first plate doesn't count. That's a sit down just to get started. How many peeps does that equal, though? I mean, 980 calories is, it was one plate on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you're under, I would say you're underperforming in some ways. I, you know what, Stu? That doesn't surprise me coming from you. Well, I mean, has Stu noted that you no. underperform all the time? Yes. But not at eating. But I would never not at that. eating. I would, I would expect, this is the one time I would expect you to perform up to your ability. At least adequately, right? But no, we can't even expect that. All right, more Pat and Stu coming up. We got the uh, mm. you know, Jeffy, Jeffy segment. segment. Can we not eat peeps all throughout the... Well, I can't. I guess I can't screw with the science here. Because so. right. he's going he's gonna to be chewing throughout the entire segment. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really irritating. Mm-hmm. Some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. From behind the leaning tower of peep. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we told you a little while ago about Burger King. Yeah. Buying Popeyes uh-huh. for is... $1.6 billion. <laughs> <laughs> just... Okay. And... Hold on a sec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fish another box? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, wait, two, four. That's 40. Two, five, four. Eight, 40 six, peeps. 40, 40 peeps so far. He's at, he's at my number already. Yeah. So obviously you're going to exceed that unless you're totally done. No, I'm not totally done. Okay. No. Um, anyway, Burger King now starts an ad campaign that starts uh, this week. That has a 15-second ad campaign. That says, uh, hey, uh, guess what? 
Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? No, yeah, it says, guess, guess what? what? It says, guess what? Yeah, no, I can't find the damn quote now. Because <laughs> you're st- focusing on eating marshmallow oh chickadee ch- chicks there. You're watching a 15-second Burger King ad, which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the Whopper sandwich. But I've got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? And so they're going to alert. They're going to set up oh, all yeah. the okay Googles in people's homes to uh, tell them what the. Oh, that's a fantastic. There you go. Let's see it. That's pretty smart. That is. That I thought it was is. great. Um, I mean, it's hard to take you seriously as you're behind a leading Howard <laughs> oh, peep. Um, <laughs> oh, we so have the ad. Let's see it. See the ad. Leaning. You're watching a 15-second Burger King ad, which well, is unfortunately said. not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the Whopper sandwich. But I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? Well, pretty good. That's now, good. is Google working with them on this? I do not know that. Because that would be interesting. Uh. What happens... When you do that, because if it says, well, the Whopper burger is a piece of crap burger that, you know, like they go in and tell them you heard this ad with this number with a certain number and you get a free Whopper or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Campaign. That's actually a really smart thing. Yes, it is. Google could make some cash off of that, although it is kind of using their product in an annoying way. I mean, because if people start doing that all the time, um, Mm -hmm. that could be a real issue. Uh, That could be annoying people. Um, And we've seen that because we talk about the Alexa Pure all the time. And the Alexa Pure uh, <laughs> sets off people's Alexas sometimes. So we're sorry about that. Uh, but that doesn't mean... But that's the name of the product. They, they didn't have to do that. No. Right? It's, it's a funny thing. So. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. It's a good idea. Uh, what else you got, Jeff? The yellow ones are so much better than the, <sighs> the, than the pink ones, man. I don't know what the deal is. Why are you so aggravating? Why? I, I really don't like him. So I'm irritating. just telling you that it's the fact. Why do you have to be this? We talked about this during the break, and you're trying to convince me that they taste the same, but they don't. Where are you now in the uh, peep thon 42. Whatever. I got three left in this little box here. Okay. Get that are you, before the how end. Are you gonna, like, how is this going to happen? Like, are you, how are you going to feel the rest of the day? Oh, good? <laughs> good. I mean, I'm looking forward to how good I'm going to feel. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, again, this is you being you. Like, I will say you that. You normally stop eating peeps because you ate all the peeps in the house. Yeah. That's normally right. where this ends. Right. However, if you it didn't end there and there was just an unlimited amount for you to eat, when would you stop? That's kind of the question we're getting to here. And, you know, you're at 42 peeps in 54 minutes, so you're yeah. behind. You're, you're still around the 100 pace, though, I would say. Which yeah, is, yeah, pretty close. You're a, little, you're a little behind the 100 pace. You're probably at a pace of about 85, yeah. 86 right now. And I expect that to slow. You know, if yeah, you can clear that as well. If you can clear seventy, I'm going to be pretty impressed at this point. I would expect that as well. Yeah, this is you're at the you're getting to the point now. When you hit about, I'm guessing I'm at forty five. So it's about sixty. You're going to start. Woof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> this is so amazing to watch. It I, is. This is. It's all I care about right now. I mean, you know, the United States could be burning down, which it kind of is. The world is on fire. Mm. But how many peeps can Jeffy eat? I, I don't know. I think it's a lot. At the end of the show, the world will know. It's not like yeah. how many licks does it take to get to the chocolatey center of a Tootsie Roll. But we don't know that. No one knows that. No one knows. Because the world may never know. Oh, 45, down the hatch. What?
727 Beck, Pat, and Stu, Jeffy. Uh, he's he's at forty five last count, yeah. but you got another one in your mouth. Is that forty six or forty seven? Where are we? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> what, what? How many he's, have you eaten so far? He is deep into this game, man. And he, you still like? Let me ask you this: Do you still like Peeps right I now? I like the yellow ones. <laughs> oh my god! So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, we're going to find out how many he can scarf down during the show. And uh, so far, it's somewhere between 40 and 50. Uh, all right. What are the origins of the Easter Bunny? We, Easter is on Sunday. And uh, um, I really wanted to find I was kind of curious about this. Yeah. And they don't really know. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> Uh, some believe that the rabbit's origins date back to pagan practices, including the festival of Eostra, a celebration based on a fertility goddess who is said to have been symbolized by a bunny. But others say that's simply a case. Uh, that simply isn't the case. Instead, it's the result of modern fabrications. Critics claim there's actually no evidence that the goddess has any historical rooting. Uh, Time noted, bunnies aren't universally accepted as the only animals associated with Easter. Foxes and cuckoo birds are, in fact, also affiliated in uh, some parts. Hmm. Uh, Certainly not in the United States. Uh, But over the last 200 years, Easter bunny has become the most commercially recognized uh, symbol. And another theory is it might have been German immigrants who brought the Easter bunny to the U.S., though other traditions such as egg painting could actually go back centuries further. I mean, I, I don't really care because I don't. Did you ever? I, I didn't really push the Easter Bunny thing in my house. I was just, I always thought that was stupid. Okay, there's a six foot bunny that comes into the house and leaves candy. Really? Well, I no. mean, I, I that's a bridge too far for me. That's a, that's an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, mm-hmm. I it's an interesting thing too when you got the Easter Bunny and then you're also eating Easter bunnies. Uh, kind of, you, know, you have the big chocolate bunny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird to eat the thing. I guess you eat Santa Claus though too. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, uh, you do. The chocolate Santa Claus or the marshmallow Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, that is weird. Like I, is there weird. is no real straight line as to where it came from. Yeah, we don't know for um, sure. And uh, that just is kind of guessing on that. Kind of bizarre. It's There's, weird. You know, How do we not know? I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, it's a, it's a weird. Uh, it is. It's strange in that too. It's like it's not. It's not like there's not a straight line of the story. It's like, yeah. well, there's a bunny, and the bunny delivers you know, candy, but also some eggs. And, <laughs> and then the eggs sometimes have candy in them. Is, and by the way, the eggs aren't from the bunny. They're from no, the chicken. Just, yeah, so from why chicken. And also, the, they're colored. You know, right. Uh, they're pastels. It's got to be, it's gotta be from a chocolate company, right? I mean, seriously, that's the start. I mean, if you were to really trace its origins in America, that is not where it usually starts. Yeah. Yes, you know, an ad campaign. Or, yeah, yeah, some some kind of thing like that. Also, an archosaur, Ar- archosaur yeah. fossils found in Tanzania are forcing scientists to rethink the evolution of dinosaurs. This is weird because we had this consensus, Pat, and we had spent all this time telling everyone that we Stu, knew. If I may, the debate was over. Over the debate. Was over. Mm-hmm. There's scientific consensus. What are you, a science denier? I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how to take this because huh. here's the thing: we all knew that uh, dinosaurs disappeared from the Earth uh, for some reason. Then, in the 80s, I think it was the 80s, 
we just we all decided that dinosaurs were taken out by meteors. Mm-hmm. I can remember the cover of I think it was Time. I think it was Time. It may have been Newsweek, but it was one of the main <clears throat> magazines saying like, "Holy crap! We just found out." Look at this. There's a bunch of meteors that hit here, and that's why dinosaurs are no longer here. Mm-hmm. And now it's completely the accepted theory. And it's the consensus. And all the stuff we know about the consensus. For example, if you have a scientific consensus on what's happened with dinosaurs and what they're like, you would expect when you found a fossil, it would look as you expect, right? Mm-hmm. Well, scientists have identified one of the earliest known dinosaur relatives, and it doesn't look anything like they expected. That does not sound like a consensus. It's amazing how many pieces of scientific consensus go the way of the dinosaur. Isn't it? It is amazing how often that is able to happen. It's amazing how often science is wrong. Mm -hmm. How often they have no idea. They don't know. No. And this is Nature, by the way, the journal, the scientific journal Nature, peer-reviewed, as you may know. Uh, Very important. And they are saying now that, like, they're not even near the same size that they thought they were. Um, and I think that's, if I went through, if I went through, yeah, I went through the whole story yesterday, but I think it's that they're smaller, if I remember correctly. Lots smaller, uh, different looking. We talked about this, uh, recently where they think some of these dinosaurs had feathers for a time. Yeah. Um, and now they, and then they got rid of the feathers by the time they grew up in, in yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so weird. Weird. This is, uh, look, I'm not, and I, and I don't. So instead it, of, I mean, it was, it was long believed they were lizards, right? Mm-hmm. Or, the, or lizards came from dinosaurs. Then they said, no, 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 it's birds. You're like, what? Birds? Dinosaurs evolved from birds? And then, and now, who knows? Now, dinosaurs are a part of a larger group known as the archosaurs. Again, we're back to a lineage of reptiles that split into a bird line branch that includes uh, pterosaurs, dinosaurs, and birds, and a crocodilian branch whose living members today include crocodiles and alligators uh, so now it's just a combination of the two flip flop flip flop flip flop I, and i and look i am not saying because a lot of people will be like whoa what the hell i mean it happened you know all this time millions of years ago how could you possibly know what the answer is i mean you got to give them a break i do actually in fact i think conservatives overall say you know what scientists deserve mm-hmm. a break when things like this happen, how could you possibly know what dinosaurs were like? How could you possibly know that the cli- I, I am absolutely the first person to come out and say, you know what? I'm not surprised at all that they missed on the climate and, and it did not warm as much as they thought. <clears throat> That's nothing to be embarrassed about. What there is, what should be embarrassing to scientists is the fact that you keep telling us you know everything, yeah. and then after you're wrong, don't take responsibility for and it. And we're supposed to believe that you're infallible when we see all the time that they're wrong. Need I go back to Piltdown Man? Oh, no. Oh, Need no. I? We got here. We got to Piltdown Man. Here <laughs> well, it you is. have it's, to, right? I think you'd, on this show, definitely. The missing have. link that they've discovered in 1910, and they didn't undiscover that it was a fraud until 1952. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, guys. It's crazy. And, and you know what? Seriously, uh, that is an amazing story. And again, it's not, it's not like saying... To scientists, like, hey, well, don't try to come up with your best theory. Don't, uh, don't tell us until you're 100%. It's totally fine to say, hey, look, we're going through a discovery period. Here's mm-hmm. what we know so far. This is what we think this points to. It's kind of amazing. But we won't know for sure. I mean, maybe ever. Uh, and then when you change your mind, we'd say, okay, well, uh, you know, they, they, they were honest with us. Mm-hmm. To come out and say, hey, by the way, you need to spend uh, 
There was a, a, a recent report. It's, it's, I know the story is posted on my Facebook page. Go to, go to my Facebook page and scroll back a few days. You can find it. But they are now saying they need to spend $96 trillion on infrastructure to solve the climate crisis. $96 trillion. Now, there are not $96 trillion in the system. If you took every dollar on Earth, there right. are not ninety-six trillion dollars. It's about sixty trillion. There, yeah. So you're, you're more than fifty percent of uh, of the amount of money that exists on Earth needs to be added to the system, and then take all of it to pay for what they say that we need. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, you're asking for ninety-six trillion dollars. I'm going to need a higher standard of proof from you guys. I'm sorry. Right. I know it's crazy, but I'm going to actually need uh, I'm going to need you to be really sure. Like, for example, if you have 90 models uh, that are trying to pr- pr- project the climate. I'd like 89 of them to be correct yeah. and accurate. Yeah, let's say 89 of them we'll are give you all a correct. little benefit of the doubt on one and just say, let's if we're going to spend between 90 and 100 trillion. Let's get them all almost all right. But they, that's not the case. No, only. In fact, I think it's all of them projected more warm. It may have been one or two that that were close to accurate, but one of them, almost all of them, projected more warming than actually occurred. <laughs> and like I, you know, at some point, you have to be held responsible uh-huh. for these things. Uh huh. And yet they're not. What's going on over there? How you doing? Nothing. I'm just opening up a package of pink so that I can switch them out a little bit. I don't like the. I don't like to have all the pink without a little bit of yellow. The yellow tastes better. There's no difference in the taste. It's just food color. You keep saying that, but I do. It's not true. Um, okay, we're gonna do a blind taste test. Uh, yes. I'm gonna come over there. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna hold two peeps, and you tell me which one. All right. I'm gonna put an end to this BS <laughs> once and for all. Okay. This ends here. This ends here, and it ends now. Okay. All right. You close your eyes completely. Close your eyes completely. They're closed. Don't you dare open them. Don't you freaking dare or I will hit you so hard it'll kill your whole family. Are you threatening my family? Yes. Keep your hand. Close your eyes. He saw him, Pat. Close your eyes. Switch him up again. Switch him up again because he saw him. He's looking. Okay. I've switched him up. Keep your eyes closed and open your mouth. Oh, God. Don't don't open them. Don't open them because I don't want you to see yourself in the camera. I won't open it. Is that a yellow peep or a pink peep? Wait. Wait till you try the other one. Should we wait? Should we wait until he does yes, the other I one? Yes, I think so. I think so. And then which was which was pink okay. and which was yellow? Okay, here comes the second one. Keep your eyes closed. Close tight. Oh, all right. And I I almost lost a hand. <laughs> oh, man. I damn near lost a hand. Oh, God. That was. You would not be covered by insurance. Because they'd be like, you're dumb enough to put your hand in your mouth. Your co worker your hand. It's sorry. Uh, we're done. We're going to cover that. All right. Was one pink or was two pink? I don't know. I think two was pink. <laughs> Number one was pink. All right, finally. I actually totally we thought the control room was going to leak the right answer to you, and I was going to be very angry. But uh, there you go. Maybe they leaked the wrong answer. That Maybe would be even better. Maybe. Yeah, they did. That's what they did. Yeah, that's what so they great. did. I'm so glad we put that to rest. Now shut up. Shut and up eat. about it. Now where are you in the count? Can we get a count from Jeffy? What is that? I don't know. Forty-five, fifty. No, you were at forty-five before this break began. 
So that ten, that's obviously 10 there, if you know bowling pins. So uh, that you're at 10. 10, 10 so 50. So that He's would be 50. 50. And you haven't opened a new package yet? There's 53, so. 53. This is interesting. This is going to end up. Because he's at 53 in 72 minutes. You see he's falling behind the one-per-minute pace by a considerable by quite a, amount. Quite a bit, yeah. um, I mean, I, I think you're going to top out here because, you know, at a, we have 120 minutes of the show. You're probably topping out at 80 at this point. He's probably not getting above 80. I don't know. I, I'd like to say I have faith in him, but I don't. Oh, no, so, we certainly don't have faith uh, you in know. him. I'm just saying <laughs> it's eating. So I do have faith in him in that general area. All right. Speaking of consensus in, in this uh, catastrophic global warming that we're, we're enduring right now, which brought drought to California, uh, that is irreparable, and uh, it can't be stopped. chewing into the microphone. It, it, Sorry, Pat. So frustrating. Yes. Uh, so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so is this global warming nonsense. And uh, we were supposed to believe that, you know, because of global warming, California is dried up. Well, the drought is officially over. It's completely over. Yeah. Uh, I mean, completely look at, over. Remember, this was supposed to be permanent drought. Mm-hmm. That was what they kept saying about California, and it did last. It was a, it was an extensive drought. But it lasted not, for what uh, 2011 till now. Yeah, so it was extensive. About I mean, six it was, years. It was pretty bad, and yeah. uh, and of course the uh, the global warming people had a long runway to say that this was going to end for uh, last forever. Of course, there had been long droughts in in California's history. Well, now let's look at the pictures and see who was right. Now we have an answer. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is, uh, I guess, the old old school uh, California drought. Very. That's the okay. before. Here, what's the after look like? Mm-hmm. Very brown and uh, oh, very lush green. Lush That's green. what it looks like now. That's hmm. weird. Wow. Uh, okay, here's okay. the old school. Oh, this, so this oh, is just outside of Los Angeles mm-hmm. in the hills of L.A. Uh, very brown and nasty looking, but now lush and green. Is that the same uh, guy and dog? Apparently, yes. Uh, he actually, that's actually a statue. That's still a statue. Uh, next up, we have another picture of uh, L.A. or California. Uh, this is pre, pre-drought. You see very, the brush very, uh, oh, yeah. very dry. There. High fire danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now? Low fire danger. Low fire danger. Everything's mm. green. Everything's mm. green. Hmm. Weird. How about that? Weird. Here uh, is the drought. Wow, look at that. Oh, wow. That is de- it's devastating. The lake is, uh, is uh, very low. So it's just a puddle. At this very point. low. Okay, now. And it's, uh, now. <laughs> look at this. Jeez, man. How do these people live with themselves? I, I, honestly, how do they live with themselves? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> okay, here's, okay another, here's another before. Yep, before. A lot of boats stuck because apparently they've run aground because there's a lack of water. <laughs> and now... Oh, we don't have the after. No, there it is. There it oh, is. there it is. Okay. Oh, wow. That looks a lot better, Pat. It looks a looks lot like better. like the problem's been solved. Everything's floating um, now. Okay. Well. Is that the last one or do we have more? Uh, okay. Last one. There you go. It's so, aggravating. I mean, it is. how many times do they have to be proven wrong? How yep. many times do we have to hear this is consensus? You're a science denier. And when it's they who are denying what's really happening here. That just, it's unbelievable. I will say... Uh, Ninety, uh, $96 trillion is what they want to solve that problem. Now, they Think spent zero trillion. Tri- I thought it was $10 trillion. Where did the When did they decide it was 96 I'd have to go back and pull the story up. Uh, but that was the exact, I mean. Is that the UN quote. saying that? Uh, it was, again, now you're asking me to go back and find the stupid story, which I don't like you for. Because. <laughs> uh, okay, well, while you find that stupid story, okay. let's take a look at the ants carrying their wounded off a battlefield. Apparently, this has never seen, been seen before. Uh, and we're about to see it now. Ants carrying their wounded off the battlefield. Ants and termites, small black ant species, destroy, deploys a strategy never seen before by scientists. Um, 
Okay, there's the wounded ant. They've rescued the wounded ant from the battlefield and they return him home. That is really weird. Injured they return him home to cook it and eat him. The injured ants apparently participate again in future raids. That's wow. Hmm. Would you have believed that ants do that? No. Scientists estimate this strategy can result in colonies about 30% bigger than those that don't rescue their injured. Attacking ant injuries can include ripped off limbs and even decapitation by the termites. Holy cow. It's kind of a hacksaw ridge for ants. Basically. Yeah. I mean, we found out today that bats are saving each other, right? This is amazing. Yes, it is. On the, on the radio show, how the bats give each other, give each other food. It's amazing. It is amazing. Hmm. Huh, there you go. Did you find the uh, trillion story? I did, okay. um, and I lied. <laughs> it's 93 trillion, isn't it? Yeah, how did you know? Because I saw the headline and I remembered. Hmm. But I you know, usually have the stat right, so I, 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 didn't, I wasn't sure I remembered correctly. But the, uh, the, One of the directors of the... This is the... Um, uh, the group is called the... Financial Stability Board Climate uh, 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 Crisis Industry here. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact uh, title here. Uh, Anyway, yeah, 90 is 93. Over the next 15 years, an estimated $93 trillion will be needed for investments in low carbon infrastructure. Good God. That's five times the size of the entire U.S. economy. (laughs) But other than that, Uh, it's not going to cost. Here's the thing. We can't afford not to do it. Yes, thank you. We can't afford not to. How do you, how do you, how do you, how, how do you with a straight face say you need $93 trillion? They don't usually say that because they know, they know they need it. Yeah. But they don't usually say it because it's outrageous. I will say that is $3 trillion more than Jeffy has spent on tweet, uh, uh, peeps today. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. I mean. What are you at there, Jeffy? (laughs) How far are we? Four, seven, ten, eleven. Fifty-five, fifty-seven, something like that. Oh my God! I can't even imagine what's going on in his body right now. <laughs> Man, that is. Oh, you're going to be sick for a week after this. Fifty-seven peeps and counting. Hi, welcome uh, to the program, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven B E C K. Can I point out something uh, interesting about today's events? Because <clears throat> sure. Jeffy, look at Je- look at Jeffy for a second. He is eaten now fi- eleven boxes of peeps. So bad. Fifty-five, sixty peeps. Almost sixty. <laughs> That's a real audio from Jeffy's stomach right now. Um, sixty peeps, and I, we should point out Jeffy is. Doing this, what he's doing right now in front of you, on his anniversary. Oh, yeah. This is his 15th anniversary of, Uh, right, marriage to... Yeah, being married to this one. To Amber, your wife, not this one. Your wife, Amber. Yeah, this one. And you are celebrating it on national television by eating (laughs) 12, so far, boxes of peeps. So we're at 60? We will be in a moment. Momentarily. All right. Okay. Um, There you go. So... That we're at 60. 60 freaking peeps. Oh, my God. This Holy is really getting... Is it getting hard now? Yeah. Are you are you seriously kind of sick of them? Yeah. Is your stomach nauseous? No. It's actually no? making me sick thinking about it. No, not nauseous. It's just... 
It's bringing back memories of when I had to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. You know, they tell you that you can't do that. I know I'm not making a milk joke. I'm just saying they always tell you that you can't do that. Right. And people try, and because the milk gets inside, it keeps building up. And by the time you get to about three-quarters of a gallon, people usually give up mm-hmm. without puking. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my, there was a couple years ago when uh, the kids were, that was a big craze. Yeah. And, they'd and I it. did it. And my boys tried it, and they, they, they failed. drank milk and barfed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I, and I did it, that. though. I did but it, you but did it? The, I did it, but, it, but at the end, the milk is like right here. Yeah, right. I mean, it, you must go and rid yourself of the milk right. as soon as the hour is over. Do you, <laughs> really? feel, oh, yeah. do you feel that kind no, no, of No, I do not yet. No. Not yet. I mean, you're only at 60 peeps. Yeah, I mean... Which is really, I mean, at this point, if you didn't need any more peeps, which we don't expect that to be the case, uh, you would only be at one peep every two minutes, which is like, I mean, anybody could do that. Really? I, I could not eat 60 peeps. I, no, I could In any space. I don't think I've had 60 peeps in my lifetime. So what, uh, what's for spoons today? Uh, <laughs> Are you asking us what you're going to eat? Well, I mean, this might, it might need some actually cooked food or something. Well, fortunately, it involves you. It it's does. Will Jeffy eat it? And no spoons oh, today. Will Jeffy eat it? That's a stupid thing. It's a great day for this because it's a great day for it. Great day. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I gotta say, if I'm voting on the poll at patentstew.com, at <laughs> Will Jeffy eat it today? I'm saying no because he can't eat anymore. After this, I mean... No, he has to. He doesn't have a choice anymore. He must eat it. No, that's not the way that... Will Jeffy throw up? Will (laughs) Jeffy throw up? All right. We have uh, tips to spot false news from Facebook. Yeah, this is interesting because Facebook is now doing something about fake news. This is their attempt to do something. And it's Um, really not their fault. They're being blamed. We're on Facebook. They're false. Yeah, people put it up there. What are they supposed to do? Right. Uh, well, they're answering that, I guess, now, which I is guess. kind of interesting. Um, they have uh, a... This, there's a couple media things we need to do here. First of all, this. This is their, uh, this is their list of what you should do. Uh, be skeptical of headlines. False news stories often have catchy headlines mm-hmm. in all caps with exclamation points. You should know that, right? Um, look closely at the URL. A phony or lookalike URL may be a warning sign of false news. I think I don't think it's. I think it's more than a warning sign. If they've misspelled like the the word by one letter yeah. to try to get you to click on it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's going to be fake news. Investigate the source. Um, watch for unusual formatting. Many false news uh, sites have misspellings or awkward layouts. Right. Some of them have very bad English. So you know it came from some foreign source, mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're talking about or how to speak English. Uh, consider the photos. False news stories often contain manipulated images or videos. Uh, sometimes a photo may be authentic, but taken out of context. Yep, a that's good, a big one. Yeah. Like a, a bad uh, mug sh- shot will be used for a different story that is it's a different person. Um, but they'll oh, put yeah. it in there because the picture helps get clicks. Uh, inspect the dates. Uh, that's another big one they do. A lot of fake news sites will use a real story, but from three or four years ago to make it seem like it's real and new. Um, check the evidence. Check the author's sources. Uh, look at other reports. If no other news source is reporting the same story, it may indicate that the story is false, and that's more true than ever. There's no, there's no stories anymore that are good, interesting stories that are not picked up by pretty much everybody. So if you don't see a lot of sources on it, likely it's either, uh, it's either not true or it's, they're speculating. 
Um, you know, there might be something to that. Like, I mean, just because everybody doesn't pick it up doesn't mean it's not true completely. But usually, if it's mm-hmm. a good story that you really want to click on, people, other people know that. I mean, this is the, how the market works. Yeah, and and that's one of the things we we do here is is how many sources are there. Oh. Is there a credible source? Is it from Infowars? Where, where did it originate? Mm-hmm. Is it on Yahoo News? Did, did Drudge pick it up? I mean, that's not even a good indicator anymore. Oh, God. Is yeah, it on Fox not. News? That's is actually, it on CNN? To me, Drudge, if Drudge is, is promoting it heavily, there's a better chance that the it's chance fake. Is, yeah. Um, he is just giving up. Um, is the story a joke is another one. Uh, a lot of satire sites out there that mm-hmm. have you know, generally believable stories that aren't true. Uh, check that. And uh, some stories are intentionally false. Think cr- uh, critically about the stories you read and only share news that you know to be credible. Now, you can say, well, they've made a list of basically how to do fact-checking here, which is, uh, but no one's doing this, right? So what they've decided to do is they're going to have new indicators on Facebook that will say this story is disputed by third-party sources outside of Facebook. A little pop-up. You could still mm. share it, but uh, if you try to share it, they, there'll be a little pop-up it says, hey, you know, it's probably fake. Do you really want to share it? And you can either cancel or continue. So they're not, they're not trying to control what you share. They're mm-hmm. trying to just give you a little nudge of I saying, like that. Hey, yeah, I, I, think I like it's, that. I, I think it's prudent. seems like everybody's going to bash it. And if mm-hmm. it gets out of control where it's like if you put up a story about, hey, it hasn't warmed uh, that much since 1998, and they're going to be plenty of fact-check organizations. Yes, it has! Um, you know, that's not fake news. That's different. Mm-hmm. You know, your analysis of that, they might say, is fake. But that's an actual fact of the actual temperatures. Um, so you, that is where they're going to get in trouble here. If they start calling too many things fake just because they're conservative or just because they're liberal I or whatever, it can be a problem. So that's what to watch out for. Yeah. But generally speaking, when you're talking about, you know, man... Uh, woman uh, trains squirrels to attack her boyfriend. Like, that is the type of stuff you'll get a little indicator that says, by the way, this isn't really true. Do you really want to share it? And then Jeffy clicks, continue. Yes, I want to. <laughs> it's uh, a great um, story. Where are we? Uh, Jeffy, Jeffy, how many? story. Peeps, how many? Was that 65? 65 peeps. Um, wow. So I want to ask you guys wow. an honest question. Because do you ever feel disconnected to... What's going on in the world? Like, you know, your kids are into stuff, and you're like, I have no idea what they're even talking mm-hmm. about. That type of that type of moment. I had one of these last night, and I, want, I will go through this with you <laughs> to see if there's anything different. This is the top influencers from Forbes. They went through all of the social networks and found the biggest influencers uh, in on all the internet, all these social media sites. These are people with some of them tens, hundreds yep. of millions of followers throughout the various platforms. I want you to look at this list and tell me if you recognize one name okay one let's look at it here we go um mm. fitness first kayla it it's Sinise is number one jennifer selter emily sky michelle lewin joe wicks casey ho uh liz elizabeth lopez simeon panda natalie jill and rachel brathen wait they're influencers in fitness yeah these are the biggest ones what I have you ever heard Never or heard of seen any of, them. any of these people? Yeah, no. I know the I know the whole one. No, that's a different. <laughs> one. It's a different person. I promise you than you're thinking. I know the whole one. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, none, right? I mean, attractive. They're great. Uh, they look great. I uh, have never heard of any of them. Okay, not one. Let's go to the next category here. Here's the. This is again. We're going through more. Uh, beauty this is for beauty. Zoe Sug, Michelle no. Fan, no. Uh, Huda Katan, Nikki no. DeJager, Shannon Harris, Jeffrey Star. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Candy Johnson. 
Manny Gutierrez, okay. Christian Dominique, no. and Wayne Goss. Anyone? Nope. Have nope. you yeah, heard of two, any of those names? Yeah, no. Two of them my daughter and, and wife look at from time to time for, uh, for jokes. The two guys that are not really kind of guys. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, comedians, apparently. Uh, and then also we have one more category. It is home. Grace Bonney, Elsie Larson, Kate Albrecht. Paloma Contreras, Will Taylor, <laughs> Bree Emery, Emily Henderson, Jennifer Jennifer Hadfield, Rachel uh, Broussard, and Coco Cozy. Are uh, any of these people top influencers? Hundreds no. of millions of followers for these people. My hundreds of millions. Gosh, hundreds of millions. No idea. I've never heard of one of the thirty. No, I never either. heard of them. Me neither. It's incredible. That is astounding. I was amazed by that anyway. All right. So will Jeffy eat it is the question. That's coming up in a second. We know he'll eat peeps. He's showing that one off. But will he eat the next thing? Uh, uh, (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. You're <laughs> What's amazing about today's Will Jeffy Eat It is, uh, well, uh, he's been eating all day. Um, he's, e- he's eaten something. Look, he's still eating peeps. Even when he's in the Will Jeffy Eat It isolation booth, he's still eating peeps. This is incredible. Uh, he's going on 70, by the way. He's somewhere between 65 and 70 right now. I think this is box number uh, that will lead him to seventy. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's honestly about done. He wants to get something else in his in his belly, maybe to settle it a little bit. So that's why we're here. Will Jeffy eat it? Uh, we think he will, um, because well, I don't know what this is yet. Should we uh, reveal it? Yeah. Here's the thing. Pull it we'll, up. The way this works, by the way, is we have something that's a little questionable about whether Jeffy would eat. You vote at patentstew.com on the feed to see if Jeffy will actually eat it. Let's look. Oh wow, what is that? That looks like will Jeffy drink it. Um, I that I, I would say it looks like what vomit. Th- yeah, me? that's gross. That looks really gross. Um, I guess we have a video that will explain. Oh, it's not even pouring. No, it's- we have a video that will explain what this is that Jeffy's about to eat. All right. Oh God, the grilled cheese from. <laughs> <laughs> it's leftover everything oh. and some milk, and then it's blended. Okay. To this deliciousness. All right. Oh, that would be good. It's got banana in it. I mean, that's going to be yummy. Well, they do anything else to it. It's always the. I gotta say, uh, I, I think Jeffy's eating that. <laughs> yeah, let's bring Jeffy out. All right, let's bring right, him out. Jeffy, who is still eating. Pe- I cannot believe he's still eating these freaking peeps. Two hours of non-stop eating of peeps. It's pretty incredible. He has slowed uh, significantly, but uh, now they're taking him out of the isolation booth as uh, Jeffy comes back uh, to see, will Jeffy eat it um, today? Let's see. Bring over. <laughs> I mean, you talk about yummy. It's like a milkshake. I will say I think he's definitely <laughs> eating this one. It's like a milkshake, Jeffy. We got you a milkshake. The, yummy, yummy milkshake. The amount of peep Of course crumbs. you're going to eat that. Oh. I know the peep dust over there is 
is like eight inches of peep dust. All right. Uh, okay. Here's the. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to see. You're gonna have to hold it up a little bit. Um, well, fifty-six well, percent say no. I will say it's fifty-six uh, percent say no. I will say it's really Will Jeffy drink it today. Uh, let's be honest. Um, before you. Oh, it's a uh, shake. Before you look, yeah, it's kind of a shake. Uh, let's watch the video one more time to show Jeffy what he may or may not be about to eat. <laughs> See, that's yummy. Grilled, Grilled cheese. cheese. Chips. Apple. Some cheese. Some pizza. Banana with a peel. And milk. You milk. love milk. You love milk. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Right? That looks pretty good. Now, right? Look at yeah. that. And by the way, they give you a roll, too, to kind of settle your stomach, which is nice of them. Uh, so there you go. Jeffy, will Jeffy eat it today? Oh, that sounds delicious. That does sound delicious. It sounds like a bowl of bougie sauce. All right, let's pour it into a cup. you got a cup right there, and you can make the decision. Uh, I don't really want to smell it. I don't know that I would smell it. I wouldn't smell it first. No, no. I think I just pour it in the cup, and let's see what happens. Yeah. You just pour it in and drink it. That'll be yummy. It's got banana and apple. Really, it's, like, it's like a fruit drink uh, with really grilled boring. cheese. Well, it's because there's slices of pizza, whole slices of pizza in there and grilled cheese. I'm not going to drink this anyway because I will puke. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. With, with the smell of that uh, and the, my, stomach, my stomach full of peeps. Dang it. Will Jeffy eat it? The answer to that is With my no, stomach full no. of that and I'm smell. Full Could of peeps, you, and I'm smelling this. If Holy we save cow. it for tomorrow, will you eat it? Oh, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Right? <laughs> Don't stop your pour. I mean, you should at least put it in the cup. They went through oh, all the man. trouble of making yeah, it. Right. Um, so, uh, so Jeffy won't eat it. Jeffy, is that it, a definite no, or do you want to pour it, it in the cup first and just consider it for a moment? Hey, pour some in and just look at it and smell it. Is it smell good? It doesn't smell that bad. I mean, it's not, it's made with delicious things. Yeah, I mean, it's all food you would eat. It's just a com- it's just combining it a little bit. That's all. I mean, which is not a big deal. <laughs> it all combines in your stomach anyway. If it wasn't for the peeps, I probably would. Okay, so how many peeps have you eaten? Seventy. Seventy or seventy-five. Like Seventy. Okay. 70, well, we'll get we'll get the hard number like here in uh, seven, in ten, just okay. a moment. Let's take a break. Come back on the other side. We'll give you the final total, <sighs> um, and uh, let's see what what actually happens here. Okay. This is. Uh, do you believe uh, Ed Henry was on the same show that just uh, that just just there? <laughs> one of the one of the White House correspondents from Fox News. In fact, came while on. he was on the air, the president called. That's this right. is a great country, isn't it? It is a great, great country. country. It is Pat and Stu, Jeffy, yeah. who has just polished off. 71. 70. 71. Well, that's, one. that's it, though. 71 peeps. And, and you know, and again, officially we, done. we were very clear that you just eat. Don't try to set a record. That's not what we're trying right. to do here. Like, what would you do if you had an unlimited amount of peeps and you're just sitting at home watching TV? Yeah. And this is about where we landed. 71 peeps from uh, Jeffy. Very good. good i, I got to say, excellent effort from Jeffy. Uh, this Thank is not you. something we take lightly. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's, that's 31 more than I thought you'd get, you'd, you'd get down your gullet. So that's pretty good. 
pretty well, by good. By the way, we're going to do this again on radio today, see if Jeffy can beat the 71 in three hours. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, very, very good effort, Jeffy. Can't wait. Uh, and it's funny, Ed Henry was on this show, as we mentioned, uh, the same day that this nonsense is happening. We apologize to Ed for that. Um, you know, Ed Henry's book is uh, called 42 Faith. It's about the Jackie Robinson story. And uh, Glenn actually kind of went into his story, uh, uh, related uh, issue here with faith. He's, I mean, he's, you've talked to him about, a lot about this. Mm-hmm. He's kind of struggling with religion, at mm-hmm. least, uh, the religion part of his uh, faith. Um, and he uh, discussed that uh, yesterday on the Think Tank. Uh, by the way, 5 p.m. today, more Jack Barsky. You'll want to watch that as well. Check it out. This story I love because I think this is, this is the way I feel. I love Jesus. I'm just sick of religion. Just sick of religion. We're best friends because I'm the same way. There was a study done by Barna who does most of the research for churches and faith-based groups. And um, it was this idea that 73% of Americans identify themselves as Christians, but a huge number of those are leaving the institutional church. But what was confusing about the study is they said they believed in Jesus, that they prayed, that they enjoyed scripture verses, but that they were just kind of, and mostly millennials, to be honest with you, like the larger number were millennials that were tired of doing church in a building. So it was just a really interesting finding. It's not, and it's not, you know what, you know what churches will find in that? They'll be like, we have to do it out in the open air. We have to have, you know what, if we could have another band, but we put them in a forest, everyone will, I mean, they'll come up with stupid things. They won't understand that it is the ritual, while I think rituals are really important, the ritual seems completely empty because kids have gone and watched their parents go to church. We've become our parents. Watch our parents go to church and then live a completely different life the rest of the week and then bitch and moan about what they're seeing on television and and they're like, wait, but that's what you learned that you were against that on Sunday and now on Monday night you're standing up and making protest signs supporting that. It, it, I mean, that just is a massive turnoff. I, I hate rituals without meaning. I despise them. But rituals with meaning, I love. It's you guys ever been to a Passover? Who's been to a Passover meal? Mm. Right? <clears throat> Unbelievable. It is... Uh, I, I had a Passover meal uh, um, and invited David Barton to somebody's house and because they're a big David Barton fan. So I went to Passover meal last year with David Barton and I said... This is the problem with America. This is the problem with Christianity. We don't know. We have Christmas. We open presents. We call it a day. We don't do that ritual that teaches every bit of the story. We don't do that at Fourth of July. We have some beer, watch some fireworks, listen to James Brown and Bruce Springsteen, and call it a day. But at a Passover meal, you're face to face, and I, I do love the picture of the early church where they met in homes and they kind of knew who was struggling, and and so a lot of times in our churches, and we've kind of, there's a great book called Pagan Christianity that talks about our church practices and how we're shoulder to shoulder if we're in a building, but we're not really face to face. So I don't know that you're struggling with something with your kid. And I want to pray for you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to know where you're hurting. And I think that millennials in general want something that's more real. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. There's a scripture verse that talks about, it prophesies in the Old Testament that God says, I will not dwell in buildings anymore. 
And then it goes on in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, and I think Stephen even says it, that he doesn't ultimately dwell in buildings, that we are the church, like that we are the tabernacle. And so, yeah, we can gather in buildings because we might have other believers that are there and that's great, but it's like, where is God? And I think he dwells in his kids. I think think another reason for this is uh, growing up and watching the hypocrisy of pastors themselves. Oh, yeah. Watching them preach one thing and then finding out they live their lives a different way drives a lot of us, like, we still believe in a God, but we just don't believe in the institution and the people running them. Here's the problem, though. We are becoming so Bible illiterate and 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 the Bible is. I'm, I'm reading a book uh, called um, uh, Homo Deus. It's um, which is Latin for I think man is God, man God, and it talks. It's a technology book, and it talks about how we are approaching the time when man will become God. And I'm halfway through the book, and he's making the point we already are there that science used to be the great balance with religion. Science cannot decide the ethical questions of whether we should or not. Religion can. And religion doesn't say what science is. It says, should we go there? Should we not go there? Science explores. And so it's a great governor. Now we've moved to this humanism where man is God. And so everything is relative. Science has no, this is a guy from, I think he's, I think he might be atheist. I'm not sure. But now he's saying science has no governor on it. And without that governor, there is no, there's no balance. And he's, he's calling for a giant crash in, um, in humanity. Yeah, how because did, we've lost that balance. How did that work out when uh, man became godlike in the Bible, right? Those times, <laughs> Tower of Babel, right? I mean, what happened? There was. What did happen on the Tower of Babel? Right, we were all scattered. How? Right? how? Through language. Okay. Yeah. Right. What, so, how could you think this one through? Technology. What is our language? Technology. Binary. binary. Mm. Confuse our binary core. Uh, confuse the binary language. You don't understand how binary language works all of a sudden, nothing works and nothing can be repaired and our towers come crumbling down. It's, it's an amazing story of our time. I'm still seeing though, I'm with young people, they still, what's fascinating about it is they still have a desire for God and they have a desire for community and they have a desire for truth and they have so much access to information that um, I'm hope, my hope would be that it would narrow down to a simple gospel. You know, uh, uh, in, instead of so much, I, I hate how all, even our church buildings and there's so much division. It, that's part of the confusion. I used to be an atheist and I hated, I was confusing, like, what do they believe? What do they believe? And I, I just, my hope would be that it would end up narrowing down to a simple gospel and that it would be based on. It would be great if it was just based on the gospel. Right. Thank because you. Because the gospel doesn't have any doctrine in it at all. It's just the gospel. How do I live my life? And I will tell you that I am, I'm shocked. Um, you know, Hannah grew up, my daughter, with a, um, a, with a very, surrounded by really strong women on her mother's side, very strong women, women power all the way, very, you know, strong women power. <laughs> and, um, and 
uh, and then went to New York to a very liberal college and everything else, I would have never pegged her as the one who said, no, I have to stay home and raise my children. I have to make all my baby food from scratch. I have, she's doing things that were not the, the, not what she was necessarily raised in. It's this, it's her generation. It's not her. It's this generation that sees what our generation did and went, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to do it this way. And you're starting to see the numbers of marriage. You're starting to see the numbers of, of staying home moms start to really start to tick up. There's a difference in this next generation. What was the trigger for Hannah? Was it kids? Yeah. Was, yeah, kids. That, for a lot of people, that's the one where you yeah. go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I get it now. Yeah, I've got to decide really who I am and what I believe. Kids are a good, level, good leveler. I'm just curious, does she feel less empowered? Because that's, no. the, that's the narrative from... Like, no, she feels now. more empowered. She feels more Once empowered. Once they get it, because right? Look what yeah. she's, she's still a, she's still a woman power kind of girl. You know, she hasn't changed. It's just the way it expresses itself. It's less bumper sticker and actually doing it. Yeah. It's very good.